in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. What's up, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Top 10. I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nose. We're here to bring you another movie discussion this week. Uh, this topic brought to us by a patron, Sam Fernando, asked us to do uh, betrayal scenes in movies. What are yeah. our top 10s, our favorites? What are the best? What are we talking about? <laughs> That's <laughs> what we're doing this week. Yeah, good choice there. I mean, interesting. And, and, and for those of you who are watching, there might be some spoiler stuff, so just be aware of that as we're going along. We are going to talk about betrayal scenes in movies, so it may be a movie you haven't gotten to. So if we uh, start up with something, just know we're going to be talking about it for a few minutes, and then you can fast forward during that sequence for sure. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to talking about this. this is a good suggestion. Uh, how are you doing, man? How are things on your end? Uh, good, just getting over a little chest cold. Okay. Nothing serious. No fever. No... Uh sinus congestion yeah so i just uh just coughing uh basically a wow. lot okay so not bad i did the uh uh catherine when i came down with it and she was like i was looking up stuff to maybe help with that and she was like you ever do the steam bowl with a towel over your head and oh, i instantly yeah. thought of crocodile dundee <laughs> i was like oh no i've never done that i tried it 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 helps sure sure I, i've never tried it before i mean it didn't didn't have like a long-term effect but for like an hour and a half two hours it cleared things up and i wasn't coughing and it was nice yeah. uh, so i've done it a couple of times it yeah, it's, it's that stuff the neti pot sometimes people some of the advice sometimes is to sit in your bathroom and turn the shower on hot as hell and then just kind of sit essentially in a steam bath mm -hmm. for like an, a half an hour or whatever but those are all just temporary remedies they do help and maybe they advance your healing from it but they're just temporary. So yeah, it's incredible. Your body's got to do all the heavy lifting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh it just sucks because it it got to let's say uh on a one through ten level, ten being like you're just I had a ten last year with COVID. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, right. No, totally. Yeah. I had a cough for six weeks, seven weeks. Yeah. But I would say three to four of those, I was hacking up stuff and I was not sleeping more than a couple hours at a time. Cause I would just wow. wake up and I'd start hack. I, I slept sitting up for two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Just okay. couldn't. I mean, it was brutal. Ah, sounds like dude. Yeah. Ruptured. I know I ruptured, uh, some capillaries cause I coughed up blood. Wow. Yeah. That was a 10. Okay. All right. This is like a five. Okay. But it got to a five and it's just been at a five for like seven days. Okay. So right now I think I'm at like a four and a half. You're getting there. Yeah, but it's like, hey, uh, it's been like this. It hasn't gotten any worse, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. That is good. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, yeah, no, nah, I'm just going to be a nuisance for 10 days. Thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, right on. But yeah, no, I mean, I'll be fine. It's just uh, every once again, you may see me kind of pull off to the side to have to cough, but it's not the end of the world. How are you? 
I'm good. Good. Been a busy week. Uh, last few days, real busy with all these trailers dropping. You know, I don't know if you saw any of the Guardians of the Galaxy or the Transformers or the Indiana Jones trailer that dropped the Ant-Man Wasp footage. It's just they're like, I think the students are like, let's shove everything out over the next couple of weeks because we're going down on hiatus. We're going down on break all through Christmas yeah. uh, and New Year's. So here, enjoy all this uh, stuff. So it, it's a lot that's happening right now, and I'm exhausted most of the time. Uh, plus, I'm doing watching the World Cup, which is always which is always me in a razor's edge all the time watching the stuff. So yeah, that Iran game was <laughs> not fun. Oh my god, dude, that was not first half. And I was like, oh man, we might score three goals. Yeah, oh, totally right. You felt that way. Like, yeah, we're, we're in command here. This yeah, we are good. controlling the pace. Yeah, we are keeping it in their zone. We have possession. Yep. Uh, you know, they put up the stats right before the end of the first half, and I was like, boy, that doesn't even seem nearly right. Because mm-hmm. Iran still had possession like thirty three percent of the time or something. Yeah, it's like that. Man. No, that's no no chance in that. And the second half was like, hi, hey, hey. <laughs> squeaky bum time is yeah. It's like oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you know, that just got. I mean, we were so gassed at the end, Dude. so gassed. They're they're a disciplined team. For sure, except for I mean Zimmerman's stupid penalty against Wales, but for the most part, a, a very disciplined team. But they're also supremely frustrating to watch because you can tell that the potential is there and the movement of the ball. And there's there's a beautiful team waiting to break out, but under Burhalter's tactics, it's not going to get there because he plays it safe, and you can't argue the results because he got us out of the round, the first mm-hmm. round, and a lot of really good teams didn't. And that's that's really like uh, Belgium didn't get out. Germany. Germany. And then today, Uruguay didn't get out of the first round. So, and a lot of people thought Uruguay might have been a predetermined favorite. So, the, the, so whatever he did. And look at all the other people. I think uh, Mexico went out. Obviously, Mexico went out. But I think Costa Rica might have gone out. All these yeah. CONCACAF, Canada went out. Yeah. So, all these people that were supposedly better than us all these better teams in our own region didn't make it out of the round of 16. And we did not have an easy matchup, easy matchups in terms of the, of the game. So no, I mean, Iran looks legit yeah. Wales. We should have beat. Yeah. We should have totally should totally have. Yeah. Wales. Yeah. We controlled that entire game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that was a penalty. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, there's no denying it. it nope. Full on. As soon as it happened, I was like, yeah, that's, that, that sucks. That, that is full. That is a penalty. Was we got like crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, and then England, Oh, we controlled the pace in that game. Like they were playing exceedingly conservative. Yes, they were. I, it was almost like they were afraid to lose to us by us catching them on the counter. And I was really surprised by that because England has like strikers for days, man. Yeah, something we don't have. No, we do not. So I no. was just really surprised to see them play that way against us because they ripped Wales open in the second half. Now, obviously, they tore Oran to pieces through that whole game. So I thought, man, we're going to, if we keep this to, you know, 1 0 or something and keep the goal differential, but like the fact that we got the tie was really shocking. And, but again, speaks to the great defense. I mean, because we haven't allowed a goal in open play at all, just the one penalty, but it wasn't mm-hmm. during open play. So um, that speaks volumes to the kind of defense that we've got going into this game against Holland, which I do not expect us to win. But at least we made it to this round. And I, I yeah, something good about it. I mean, I wish the game was the 
11 o'clock game as opposed to the 7 a.m. Yeah. game. <laughs> so I'm not waking up at 6.45 to be disappointed Yeah, yeah. by 9 a.m., which I'm going to wake up to watch. Yeah, yeah. I've watched the other matches so far, and then I've watched uh, eh, probably like three others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I watched like the Portugal-Uruguay game, and I watched a couple others. Yeah. Um, but I'll continue to watch on. So yeah, yeah, it's been Me fun. Too. I mean, I've been doing the live watch alongs on my channel, which has been really nice to have so many people join in and or you know, sometimes you feel alone when you love this game so much. You wonder if there are enough people who enjoy it. Uh, and then when you see so many people kind of come watch with you, you can like live and die by the stuff that's going on with them. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, so I'll definitely be doing a watch along on my, although this is already going to, so we might be out by the time y'all listen to this. Yeah. So, but uh, I, as we were recording this, I will be doing a live watch along on Saturday. Cause I, I just want to see how we do. And it's kind of fun living and dying with those people as we watch it. So, you know, it's a, I think this, I think in four years we're going to be a damn good team, you know, a damn well, we get an automatic yeah. bid in. Yeah. And uh, this World Cup experience, I think, is good for the young guys to kind of understand the pressure and understand what's expected. And I think we're going to I think us in Mexico are really going to come to play in four years. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how how we do in that tournament. So. Excuse me. <clears throat> so there we you shall go. see. Costa Rica acquitted themselves rather nicely. Yeah. Could be making yes. some noise in that one, too. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those South America, a lot of Central American, South American teams, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, <sighs> if you want to say that much, then Brazil. <laughs> that almost seems like they're not with the rest of us because they're just oh, yeah. leaps and bounds better. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it feels like they're more of a European team mm. or European country just because they've been dominating. Because what is it? Only like eight countries have won the World Cup. Yeah, it's a real small number. It's a single digit number. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> but we'll see. I mean, we have what do we have? We have yeah. Yeah, so it's all set. It just got set as we're going Brazil, Switzerland, Portugal and South Korea are the last four teams to qualify for the round of 16. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, South Korea and Japan. I mean, Japan especially. Good for you. Dude, Japan upsetting uh Germany. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. They had two quality wins in there. You don't want to start out on the back foot, Matt. You know, you, you it can uh, it can fuck with you as you go into the next two games, you know. Well, I remember going into that Japan Germany matchup and I read an article and be like, look, the Japanese players, I think there's six guys that play in the Bundesliga. Yeah. yeah they yeah. know these German guys and it's like, oh, that's an interesting angle. I don't have the slightest clue if there's any merit to that. And then they kick their ass and be like, no, it looks like maybe that there was something to that article. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the reason we played England so well. Pulisic having played in England, a number of the Tim Ream over there in Fulham, but also a number of the other players having played in Europe, in Barcelona for these other teams, mm-hmm. Weston McKinney, what have you. It allows you to not be like wowed by these guys. You play these guys, so you can adapt to the situation. Gotcha. I mean, <clears throat> Dest could very likely oh, be yeah. facing off what against us, technically. Yeah. yeah. This weekend, and then uh, Musa wasn't he on like Barcelona's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that dude's good. We got a few guys that I really I'm telling you, they're so good. We're the second youngest team in the tournament, and so this is all just gravy now. 
this is all gravy. If they can get, I mean, if they pull off a miracle and get through Holland, holy shit, you know, that's a great thing for us. And I just like the, I know some people have been complaining about the style they play and I get it. I get it, but we're getting the results and that yeah. matters you yeah. know, in world cup that matters. So yeah, we don't have the big flashy score that you can get it to and he can yeah. just barrel through two, three guys. When, when I was watching that Uruguay and Portugal games, like, man, they got both sides have just got some killers. Dude, speed demons on both sides. Yeah. There was, I can't remember the guy on Uruguay, but barreled through four defenders. Yeah. And damn near had a great shot on goal. And it's like, we don't have anybody that can do that. That was Nunez. That's there you go. Liverpool. That's right. Uh, Give it up. Yeah, whatever, dude. You know, yeah, good luck. Good luck trying to win that title, man. Good luck in the second half of the season. Good luck. We're going to take it. We're going to take it. Don't you okay. worry. Uh, yeah, because if we beat Holland, we play the winner of Argentina-Australia. And if Australia can pull off a miracle, I fancy our chances against Australia. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sure Australia is saying the exact same thing. If America oh, yeah. can pull if off their America, win, we, can we got a great shot against America. Like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of six one way, half a dozen the other. We got a great shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Congrats to everybody that yeah. made it into the World Cup and now have advanced on. It's a good combo of teams. I like it. We've got some African teams, European teams, uh, teams from our region, uh, Australia down there in the Oceania region. So to me, Oceania, right? So to me, it's it's a good mix of world soccer. So you're going to get a chance to enjoy different styles and different tactics um, in this round of 16. So yeah, it's I, not all just straight. I'd be happy about this. Yeah, yeah. No. it's not all just straight powerhouses. Right. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so. it's like international basketball now. Oh yeah, good point. Good point. Countries have now been fostering enough talent to where, like, there's a numerous countries that have legit teams. Like Canada is going to be a real fucking problem. Yeah, in four years. In the next, you know, uh, Olympics, yeah. a real Olympics. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good point. Very good point. Be fan. It's going to be interesting to see what Germany does because Germany hosts the Euros in like eighteen months. And after getting knocked out in the first round of the World Cup, what changes are coming to that team? That's going to be ah, new coach and, and yeah. probably a bunch of new blood. That'd be, yeah, right. you know, from my insider's perspective, oh, that's yes, what I'm please. guessing. Tell me more. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> yeah, they failed as two straight World Cups, failed to make it out of the group stage. I think I like that Matt knows understands. In a playful way, the level he's at, Oscar knowledge-wise, or soccer knowledge-wise, or football knowledge-wise, too many Americans think they know way too fucking much about this game. Uh, sometimes it drives. I know what I've seen. Right, exactly. And I've played enough soccer to at least understand the action and why they're doing. Right. right. What they're doing. Uh, but that being said, like I don't know most of the players' names. Yeah, I know our team because now I've watched. Yeah. Four matches of them. I know our guys. I don't uh, know. I have so many questions about why Gio Reyna is sitting on the bench, why Jesus Fedetta hasn't gotten any fucking playing time at all. And you're putting Josh Sargent or fucking Haji right into a game. It's driving me insane to watch that nonsense. I can't believe Sargent stayed in the game after he buckled his knee. I thought that was that's a hyperextension. You and yeah. I have sure both experienced that playing sports. That is not a good injury to have. No. 
I think if his if his knee had gone fully back, the back, you know, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Open, had, I think he'd been done. Yeah, yeah. But still, it didn't look fun, no. and he was up. Yeah. And I do like that. It is rare to see our players do the. We don't fly. I got clipped, and yeah. then I roll thirty-seven times. That ain't our game. Yeah, that it's fantastic. Game. Yeah, that we're not that. I think the American public would turn on the team yeah. if it ever became that. Honestly, we just don't respect it in our society. It yeah. wouldn't be a good thing. Over Thanksgiving, I was watching around family. Yeah. And some of my family just doesn't care, which is fine. Yeah. Yes. They like other sports. Sure. Uh, but we turned it from college football to watch this. And a few people are like, why are we watching this? And be like, because <laughs> it's a fucking country, man. That's why. <laughs> but. If anybody went down with a rolling, like, oh, see, this is why I don't. And like, okay, man, yeah. it's fine. This game is going to be off in under two hours. And we'll get right back to the procession of college football games that are going to be playing for the entirety of the rest of the day. But that stuff has permeated all sports now. Well, of course, I mean, the NBA with the flopping, going all the way back to debauch. And now it's still a part of the game today. Um, but football is starting to do it with having these linemen go down and you know waste time with injury or whatever to kind of slow the pace of an offense on the opposing team so all sports are doing a version of it yeah it's just with football or soccer it's more overt more obvious well, because you have to catch the eye of a a ref who could yeah, be right. 50 yards away and he's going to be the one determining yeah exactly yeah to catch their eye or something yeah uh <laughs> But the guys that just consistently like over and over and over and do it. Watching some of the other matches, thankfully, most of our games have been pretty pretty clear of that from both sides. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't seen yeah. too many flopping. No, I mean, on either. We're doing a little bit in the second half, trying to get a, a penalty or a... A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A couple times where yeah. they were just flying. But it wasn't egregious. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And I watched a couple other games where it was just like, oh... I remember one where two guys ran into each other and they both flopped down and they're both writhing. And then you see the replay, neither, neither did anything to the other. Yeah, those are the worst. It was like incidental contact and they're both like uh, the delayed half second reaction. And it's a, oh, <laughs> I just got hit in the mouth. You're like, yo, you fucking didn't. <laughs> I wish they would go to the replay for that and give a yellow card. <laughs> If like there was a, a oh, you mean the VAR kind of took a look at the VAR. Well, yep. I think they do that in the Premier League. If there is VAR around something else, like if they see if they're checking it offside, but they see somebody make a meal out of something, they can go and give the yellow card off of that. But if not, they can't actually look at something and and give. Oh it yeah, it. or come up with a new card, <laughs> so it's not quite <laughs> yellow because two yellows is it's a hell of an infraction. Yeah, so it's like I don't know three oranges. You get called for flopping three times. You're out. You lose well, you do get a yellow for flopping if the ref sees it. Yeah. But that's tough to see unless you're like right on top of it to see if it's. Real. Exactly. So if it's from video replay, well, all right, slap him with an orange. And then after X number of oranges. Yeah. You either got to play a man down like it's a penalty in hockey. Right. Right. Or a, I don't know. Works but once up. again. I am a yeah. casual World Cup yeah. fan. Please. So, 
who am I to tell you how to run your sport? Your game. Yeah, right. An yeah. American. That's there. There. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of my lifelong love of Arsenal. Yes, lifelong. My yes, soccer. No, true. Very true. My soccer knowledge doesn't extend much beyond them. So yeah. Sheffield David. called me. Sheffield called me the other day and we're like, have you seen Matt Nost? And I was like, I I don't want to get involved in the spat between you two. Now that I, you've gone to another another team. Don't know what you're talking about. Please. How dare you? And I think I think we should just go ahead and start the show because I I, I don't even feel that I should justify a response. Wow. I feel so bad for them. You just kind of left them high and dry. I don't yeah. get involved in your personal matters, but that that's you know that's a tough one. I feel bad. Well, you know, the, lie down with dogs. You're going to catch oh, fleas. You know oh, what I mean? So oh, Jesus, <laughs> oh, the poor blades. They know what they did. They know what they did. Um, all right. Well, let's let's get into the show. As Matt said, uh, we're talking about the top ten betrayal scenes. Um, since Matt's a little under the weather, I'll, I'll handle this. Uh, the way the show works is each of us, uh, we once we settle on the topic, and this time we got our topic from Sam Fernando. We each go our separate ways, construct our lists, come back here and count them down. Uh, countdown from 10 to eight. Um, and then we go from seven and six, then we take a break and then we count go one apiece all the way up to number one. And then we combine our list of the official, uh, top 10 list for this particular topic. So Matt, do you want to take it away? Um, yeah, not a problem. So for betrayal, um, yeah, I had to not see it coming or it yeah, wasn't. Okay patentedly obvious okay in the first like act of the movie okay type of situation as to who it was because there are certain things to be like well yeah of course there was a betrayal there but we right. knew that there was going to be betrayal there from the the setup yeah so that to me was like ah, that's not the greatest betrayal because i wasn't shocked in the theater right well but at the same time you could look at it as like oh well the stakes of the betrayal doesn't matter that you weren't shocked type of situation that's how yeah. i viewed it yeah um and my 10, okay, I think, is a gray area as to whether or not it qualifies. That's why I put it Ooh. at 10. Okay, fair. Uh, but I put uh, Old Boy because he betrays oh. his family. His feelings yeah. betrayed himself, even though he wasn't aware of it. Okay. So in that pivot, it, his entire world flips and is doesn't up up is down day is night okay and he is completely lost right and it's just a betrayal of his senses his emotions his feelings okay. his world everything has been destroyed and shattered okay uh and i was like that's that seems like a good one okay there were quite a few others where i was like oh that's a good betrayal but it wasn't a great betrayal or the i knew it yeah. was going to happen long before because they set it up <coughs> Okay, I hadn't thought of that one as a betrayal, but that's an it's an interesting way to. How can I say this? To um, interpret it, and so yeah. I, I absolutely give you points for ingenuity on that one. So, great, great, great choice. Um, it's been a while since I've seen that one too. I should revisit that one. It's been a bit. Yeah, th there are going to be spoilers throughout if you haven't seen these movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm not even going to pretend. But when he gets to that photo book. Yeah, yeah. There's the package, and he's opening 
the package and he sees it and he sees the first photo and it's him and his wife and his daughter. Right. And the next one is his daughter and the next one is daughter. And then it's just her graduating through the years. And he slowly realizes what exactly has happened. Yeah. Oh, the whole world destroyed through the simplicity of pictures. Like what a great setup. Yeah. And before that, the villain was like, did you, did you think you escaped? Is that what you think? You think you escaped? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. It's, I mean, whether or not anybody can remotely pull off a plan like this, never going to happen. But yeah, yeah. The idea that someone went through over a decade of keeping someone confined and laying yeah. the groundwork for all these plans and then the hypnosis and all that stuff. So just to have that kind of reveal, like, how good do you think that dude felt? Yeah, right. Exactly. It had to be amazing. The revenge factor alone, uh, in terms uh, in terms of this, weaved into the satisfaction of it all. Just, yeah, yeah. Must have Just sitting there watching, gleefully. Yeah, yeah. As your protagonist is flipping through those photos and just salivating as he watches his face just become shattered as the pictures yeah. graduate in age, and he slowly understands exactly what it is. Yeah. And even the the worst of when he almost kills him and he doesn't, and he drops that little remote for the recorder and the guy yeah. thinks it's a weapon or something and goes dead and then plays. Cause he mm. has that room bugged and now he's got to hear it. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's great setup. Great execution. Fantastic movie. Don't waste your time with the remake. Yeah. No, Jesus Christ. No, super brutal. But yeah, don't waste your time with that remake. What a joke that was. Um, yeah, I got to get that thing. I got to get that thing. So I don't own it. I got to get it. Uh, what's your nine? Uh, my nine is uh, Primal Fear. Oh, where do I have that on my list? I think that's a punt. Yeah, really? slight punt. Slight punt. Slight punt. All right. Sounds like Great a job. seven six situation. Maybe. Mind your business. Mind your business. What's I your think everybody eight? could piece this together. <laughs> what's your eight? Uh, eight is Reservoir Dogs. Oh, that's my nine. All right, cool. <laughs> um. Yeah, because you almost feel like he reveals that he's a cop earlier on. Yeah, yeah, we see him do the monologue. So the 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 twist isn't fully done until he actually tells Mister Blanc, uh, Carvey Keitel, Mister White, uh, that he's a cop. But because until that point, you're not sure. Um, until well, actually, that's well, not it's true. when he tells the other dude he's a that's cop, and then they, and he cuts the dudes when the dude's getting his ear cut off, and he tells him, Yeah, yeah, that's when we cool. flash to yeah. all the setup of him being a cop, but that's like two thirds of the way through the movie. You're right, you're 100% right, dude. You're 100% yeah. right. All hell is all had they because, yeah, I went back and scanned through the movie, yeah, and because in my head, after that opening diner scene, they cut to him rehearsing his story in my yes. head. And I was like, oh, okay, so we know that. And then went back and was like, no, shit, that comes after. I don't know why I thought, because uh, I wasn't included on my list. Because like, oh, yeah, but we knew early on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my mind was uh, in error. <laughs> so it's all this, who did what? Why did this go bad? Mm -hmm. uh, plus with Tarantino's storytelling style, it really, you know, aids in that. Yeah kind of uh, fog of of the job and what exactly is going on here. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but to watch Kaitel at the very end, 
like mm. wanting to kill him, and he, but he's cradling his head and he's already his entire world is destroyed. And then off camera, you hear those two cops. Yeah. And then he just gets violently taken out of frame. A much more philosophical killer or criminal, I guess, because he's older. So that moment where he's cradling his head and he's got the gun there, the reason he doesn't pull the trigger is he's having this crisis of conscience for himself because he actually likes the guy. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the guy betrayed him, but he's an older dude. And so he's like, do I take this young man's life? And so all of that is happening in my mind is what I interpreted. And then the cops bust in and um, take him out because he's like, fuck it, I'm going to die. I'm not going to, you know. And so he takes his death. You know, and, and lets the guy live in essence. Um, so I, I think it's a fantastic ending. You don't see it coming. The betrayal is great, but then you don't see the, it coming the way he reacts to it. You know, I think it's good. Yeah. Plus, they had laid the seeds for Keitel and Madsen's friction. Yes. Yes. So him, yeah. Him wanting to be like, no, Joe, you weren't there. <laughs> this guy was fucking Looney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Sean Penn, I mean, uh, Chris Penn's best acting oh. of the, you mean to tell me that this guy who just did four years decides on a whim, it's like, it's got a great build to it and his <laughs> eyes get crazy yeah. and whatnot, but yeah. it's, it's perfectly in tune with the build and he's trying to, to hold back his, his emotions yeah. as he's like, let me get this straight. This is your story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just a nice build to that finally the Mexican standoff. Oh. I like when he screams, Stop pointing that gun at my dad. Yeah. And it all just pops off. So good. It just came out on 4K, man. I, I'm real close. I'm real close to getting it. I'm real close. I don't even know if that gritty ass movie needs yeah, to be. In why 4K. does it need to be in 4K? I know, I know. I'm in my mind. I'm like, it doesn't don't really need it. Yeah, I I don't want high definition on that movie. Yeah, you almost want to watch it on VHS or yeah. It's yeah. it fits it fits better with the motif. Agreed. Yeah. Even like a film reel, it would be better. Yeah. If you had like nine mil. Oh, dude, that'd be perfect. With little, yeah. little hairs occasionally on the uh -huh. side. Just a, you could hear the machine whirring oh. in the background. Yeah, totally. Dude. Um. Okay. So then my number 10, because I was your eight, right? Yeah. Okay. So my number 10 is uh, Joey Pants and the Matrix. Uh, that's a punt. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, My nine was Mr. Orange. And my eight is Captain Dudley in L.A. Confidential. That is also a punt. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Go ahead, my man. What's your seven? Uh, my seven is Road to Perdition. Ooh, okay. So when he walks into that Jeez. gin joint, and uh, he's like, hey, I got a note from, I can't remember, Paul Newman's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he hands it to the guy, and the guy's like, oh, oh am I in trouble? And he opens it and is reading, and then suddenly just... Looks over at his body man, who had just been propositioning Tom Hanks for a job. For a job, right, exactly. Yeah, and he's like trying to buddy up next to him. But yeah. it goes from that to where, because the music is so raucous, he can see this gun that was on the table that was hidden. Wasn't there for original nefarious reasons. Right. And he just reaches down, grabs it, kills him, turns, kills the bodyguard. But it cuts, he instantly flashes like, oh shit, my family, Michael. Right. And we go to a shot of, I think, the one of the best shots in the, the movie, where it's Daniel Craig, after having killed his wife and youngest son, mm -hmm. is adjusting his hair and getting everything right. 
in the reflection of the glass of the door. Yeah. And the son that had witnessed the murders outside yeah. and is scared thinking he can see him, but obviously he can't because of the reflection of the way light works at, at night inside a house. Right. And he's just sitting there like calmly adjusting and he's petrified, utterly petrified. Right. But the betrayal of that, because Tom Hanks is the son that Paul Newman always wanted. Right. Right. And, but he has to back his son. Mm-hmm. So by his son, creating all out war because he's been stealing. It's just a, I mean, it's a yeah. brutal betrayal. Yeah. And Newman is put in a position that he doesn't want to be in, but he has to, yeah, he has to protect his son. This is the game. Yeah. To play by the rules of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's pissed at him when he tells Daniel Craig, do you want to say something about last night? He's like, I'd like to apologize. And he slams his hand down on you. Try again. <laughs> And he starts to do it again. I'd like to apologize. Oh, try again. You just see the fear in Daniel Craig's eyes. It's weird to see him as meek. Yeah. Because he's played strong for so long. Just before he got Bond, too, playing that character. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because when when Paul starts to beat him, you're just like, oh, my God. Wow, you're getting a window into what his upbringing must have been like with this guy. Cause we, we, we see Paul, we're like, Oh, the old guy, we like him. He's yeah. Kind of- there's like him and Tom Hanks at the piano yeah. and like, Oh, that's a nice moment. <laughs> you see the fucking terrible way. It must've been to grow up with a guy like that. Oh man. It's good stuff. Good stuff. I hadn't thought about road of perdition. That's a great choice. Um, all right. What's your six? Uh, my number six is alien. Oh, with Ash. When Ripley sits down at the computer. Yes. And she goes to do the override. And then finally the computer is like, oh, well, shit changed. (laughs) Uh, Company said, alien's kind of the priority and you guys are expendable. And it just ends. But the best is when she leans back after having read that Ash is sitting there with almost a little smile on his face like, yep, yep. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean... Yeah, it's a good shock scare in the middle. You think it's going to be all alien jumping out from behind closed doors type of type of stuff or dark alleys. Uh, But then they'll fight from that. But that just little twist, because then like in aliens, you're expecting Paul Rogers character. Right, right. Uh, Or any other time where the Wayland Corporation does something evil and be like, yeah, yeah, we've established that in this world. Yeah. Um, But that first time, just whole crew expendable. And then just her slowly leaning back and Ash is right there. Oh, so fucking great. Yeah. But because at that point, there's only a handful left. The alien has already picked off everybody else. Right. Right. What do you got? Yafit Kodo. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Oh, yeah. Carpenter. Is that right? Like, I can't, M- M- literally, you could tell me and I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, Harry Dean Stanton, Tom Skerritt. Yeah, but Skerritt's dead at that point. Yeah, Skerritt. Oh, the ones who were left. So yeah, yeah, Yafit, Harry Dean Stanton, I think. And Is Harry Dean alive woman. at that point? I thought Harry Dean was dead at that point. Is or no, he? he might be alive. I think he might be alive. Yeah. And then the blonde. Yeah, yeah. the blonde who's like, let's just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh God. God. Yeah. Oh. Which is when you're watching it. At least I was. I'm like, yeah. hey, be qu- hey, you're being really annoying right now. But in reality, <laughs> yeah, 
I would be doing the same thing. Gosh, we gotta get the fuck out of here right now. Also, the legend is she didn't know that that's what the scene was going to be, and so her reaction is like her is a legitimate reaction. Well, that's the chest thumper. Yeah. Scene is that's the. Uh, oh, you're talking about the betrayal. She didn't know the betrayal. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. She's in that team too. And she's yeah, like, oh, let's just, she let's just fuck it because the alien just killed Scarrett. Right. Because she's freaking out. She's like, let's yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And that would, that's right. As much as when I'm watching that, I'm like, hey, you're being a real buzzkill right now. <laughs> <laughs> watching a movie. But if I was on that ship, I'd be with her. I'd be like, yes, we need to get the fuck out of here that's right crazy. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> that's great. When the chests were up, they had no none of them knew. Oh yeah, no, right, hundred percent. None of them knew. Yeah, except for what hurt. I think hurt is the only well, one that knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying, like, of the of the rest of the cast, nobody else knew. <laughs> so their reaction to be splattered with tomato soup or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was legit. Uh, okay, so where are we at now? That was your six? That was my six. All right, so my seven is the punt, as Matt accurately correct uh, guessed. Primal Fear is at number seven for me. Um, because the turn was so, I mean, shocking. Because he had the, the film had done such a great job at getting you on his side and wondering what the fuck was going on. And then the moment happened. And that moment will forever be etched in my mind because it was such a great twist and betrayal of everybody who was trying to defend him and protect him and, you know, paint him as this uh, meek kid who's got a personality disorder. Mm -hmm. And then you find out that he's been in control of it and he's been able to create it. Yeah, he's purpose. been lying. Yeah, as a liar. Yeah, so fantastic stuff. Great, obviously great performance from Edward Norton that put him on the map. Yeah, just a true sociopath. I miss that Norton. We're never going to see that Norton again. It's a shame. Uh, Fucking shame, man. I think he just got too much too soon, personally. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people said he was very difficult to work with. Yeah, he just came in as this young kid, and first thing out of the box was great, and then after that, like, the next couple things were great. Yeah. So, believed his shit didn't stink and rubbed yeah. a lot of people the wrong way. And, uh, you know, be curious though. Cause like, uh, I'm sure you listened to it when it came out, but when in one of Simmons's interviews with mm. Matt Damon. Yes. Yeah. And Matt Damon talking about everybody went out for this role. Yep. Him and Norton every, going at it for this one. Yeah. 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 Amongst every other guy, roughly that age at that time. And they were all envious. Yeah. And he's like, and then you see Norton you're like, well, that's that guy crushed it. But I wonder if it would have happened to other people if they'd been propelled to that immediate mm. Mm. kind of level, if they would have ended up. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But, you know, he's still working. So whatever lessons he's learned, he's in, they got that Glass Onion film that just came out. And, of course, it's going to come on Netflix in a few weeks. So he's still doing his thing. I just... I wish they, uh, I wish there could be a role where we could see that electricity of Edward Norton again, the real danger of Edward mm -hmm. Norton, like American history X, like primal fear. I'd like to see that come back at some point. Now that we're kind of accepting him again, I'd like to see it come back a little bit. So we'll see though. Um, and then my number six is uh, Lando Calrissian empire strikes back. I mean, that's called a punt. Ooh, wow. This is interesting. Okay. 
All right. I guess we're taking a break, Matt. Yeah, we're, we're taking a break. I am curious as to what exactly is in your top five. But I guess we will find out after we take this quick break and hear a word from our sponsors. All right, there we are. So we're jumping into our top fives now. Yeah. So at five, I have the punt, one of one of my okay. punts. Okay. <laughs> which is? Which is LA Confidential. Yeah, dude. What a great betrayal scene. Yeah, shooting Spacey. Dude. And then him saying, who was it? Uh, Rolo Tomasi. Rolo Tomasi. Yeah. I was about to say Lilo Tomasi. No, uh, Tomasi, yeah. And then him saying Rolo Tomasi to Guy Pierce, and the look on oh. Guy Pierce's face, he's like, wait a fucking second. <laughs> Great acting. It is the subtlest of shifts. So good in his face. Yeah. Just the tiniest little thing. Uh, and just the, the domino effect that it has from there. He tries to set Russell Crowe off. Yeah. Uh, the deep end with those pictures to go over and take out Guy Pierce uh, to solve his his Guy Pierce problem, James yeah. Cromwell. But all of that, it was the a lot of what ails Los Angeles <laughs> is because of James Cromwell wanted to take over the mafia rackets. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's such a great Dude. build on the story, and then totally. just the, once the dam breaks. What's well, so smart because. He comes off as a guy who is like going after Guy Pierce already a little bit and trying to guide him. We see that there's some nepotism involved with Guy Pierce being the position that he's in, but you know, Cromwell's trying to guide him as like a you know fatherly figure type of thing. He's got a strong relationship with Russell Crowe. He conveys that kind of um, you know fatherly aspect to everybody, the paternal aspect to everybody, the and the police and the cops. Seems like a fair dude. And then you got Kevin Spacey, who's chasing the fame and chasing the, you know, being the status of a you know, technical assistant on set of a famous cop show. That's yeah, going on. he wants to hobnob with the celebrities. Exactly. So you've got that aspect of it. So, you know, you'd almost be, uh, you'd almost think that he might be the one that would be a little bit of a turn coat or whatever. But he's now dialed into the investigation. He's kind of feeling as oh, I'm a cop again. And of course, this is not what he wanted. He wants to keep him out where he's at. And so he turns, I mean, just the turn with the gun in his hand and the, look, I know space is persona non grata, but the performance after he gets shot mm-hmm. is fantastic. As good as Guy Pierce in the face. Yeah. Spacey realizing that it was him and the little smile that creeps across his face. And he says the name as a way of like his final fucking attempt to get some measure of revenge for being killed by this guy and he'll never know that it pan- panned out but it was great and i remember being in theater and i was just like oh shit genius just genius and so you're right but you're right when guy pierce hears it stone-faced guy pierce just the just just the subtlest shit what? and you see him thinking like what the fuck him and then he's gotta restrain it you know because he like everybody else in that room is now focused on who killed Kevin Spacey. Right. And he has to mentally shift from that to, oh, it was you. Yeah. The yeah. whole time it was you. Yeah. But yeah, when Cromwell, the, uh, when he's got Spacey in, in his kitchen. Yeah. Cooking him, making coffee. Question. And yeah. And Cromwell's like, hey, man, you're, uh, hey, boyo, you're on narcotics. Yeah. 
what are you doing doing this? Just like this, oh, what uh what's going on over here? What's up? Why are you asking these questions? Uh and then he's like, Hey, you were the shift officer that day, weren't you? And then he's like, I don't, you know, basically it's uh yeah, I don't remember much yeah type of situation. Oh, it's yeah. just such a good build. Plus Cromwell had, as you put off, exuded this father figure. Yeah, yeah totally. So it was I didn't see that coming yeah. the first time. So it was a, just a great little, and then, you know, sometimes betrayal is like right at the end and then it's the boom, everything, but this still has another like 25 minutes, yeah. 30 minutes of, okay, well we now know it's him. Right. Why is it him? What is he doing? What is the point? And they have to figure out and run out and chase down the leads to eventually get there. Yeah. 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 Good point. Um, all right. So then my number five, um, is Ernesto in Coco. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. When you find out that he's the one that, uh, had his father killed in essence, and that his real father is, oh God, I can't remember the other guy's name, but his real father is the other guy. But you find Hector? out how Ernesto who is this hero and sang all these songs and tragically passed that he was the one that had been um this had done these dirty things and had poisoned his father and all this stuff to steal credit for the song because he wanted to be famous so badly so to me i remember as i was watching the movie my man now it's that's genius because of course it plays with your ideas of you know because he's this great star and he wears his great clothes that he's a beloved guy of more worth than this kind of uh, guy with the rattier clothes who seems like a bit of a thief or whatever uh, and so when you find out who he actually was and how villainous he was, I thought it was great twist. Uh, and so, um, I felt like it had to be in my top five. So there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, he's like the greatest ranchera mm-hmm. musician. Yeah. Like the Elvis of ranchera music <laughs> is what he's kind of built up to be mm-hmm. because the, Dia de los Muertos party that they're having yeah. in the afterlife. You go to his place and it is popping. Yeah. Like other family, it, other people are having a good time and there's so many people going to his grave. Yeah. But it is just a full on rager. Yeah. And then that close in the movie where it's now pivoted and right. this is a ghost town. It's a nice little, because you, once you're forgotten in the real world, you're forgotten in that world. Yeah, yeah. And to think that I'm sure he would still have a trickle of fans who wouldn't care. Right. Just like, yeah, but he sang them better type of justifications, you know, yeah. to each their own. I, I, it's a fictitious character. I don't give a shit. Yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, that that is a good uh, that is a good twist. I didn't think about Coco. Huh? Fair. All right, what's your four, man? Uh, my four... Mm-hmm. Is uh, the Matrix with Cipher? Okay, wow, that high. Okay, because when he did it, see a lot of the other the, the betrayals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good. That okay. was a betrayal of man. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Because you're like fuck you're you for getting you're... me out. Fuck you for turning me into this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But as a person watching it, be like, oh god, there would be people that would sell out humanity. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. Even not even a question. Of course, of course, but it, like you're so engrossed in the movie, you haven't thought about the ramifications of 
all the various individuals that would interact with this and how it had different impacts on people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to see that and then to watch him slowly unplugging people. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So to just, add to the um, betrayal. Yeah. Him just casually. Yep. Killing people. Yeah. And then she's like, not like this. Not like just this. Boom out. And then when he's on Trinity and he's like, uh, yeah. oh, if he is the one. Yeah. If he is as amazing as you say, does he walk on water? Oh, God. And then yeah. he gets gunned down and you're like, yes. <laughs> Fuck you, Pantaleano. Because <laughs> when he's eating that steak, like I can understand the rationale of what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. The world that he woke up into is this dystopian nightmare. And that's not exactly what he was signing up for. Right. Right. He didn't know what he was signing up for, but it sure as shit wasn't this. Yeah. Um, and now he just wants to get be reinserted and forget all of that and live out his days as, you know, some cush lifestyle where he gets to eat steak and do whatever he wants. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the, as he's pulling, she yeah, the holding the steak up. Oh, yeah. I'll just, I missed up. I missed this. Yeah. Which is a great, um, of course, obviously very symbolic, you know, if, sometimes people, even when they get educated about a situation, they want to willfully go back. Oh, they want to go back to when they were and be willfully ignorant about it yeah. so they can function in their lives. Ignorance that, is bliss. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and even if it's even if you know that's not the truth, sometimes people construct a reality so they can function within it because they don't want to see the truth. They're not really ready to essentially snap their reality in half and start all over again. Uh, and so I, uh, it was such a it was such a good betrayal because it's such a believable betrayal mm-hmm. that a human would do that. You know, a human would kind of sit in that moment and be like, you know what? I want what I want and fuck everybody else. I'm going to get what I want, you know? Yeah. But then it solidifies the mission of everybody else and be like, no, we are here. Yeah. Yeah. For the right reasons. That's fine. We rooted out the one rat. Right. Uh, But yeah, that's a, that's my four. I like this. Such a great moment. Um, All right. So then my four is uh, Severus Snape in Harry Potter, the series. Um, uh, okay. 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 Because no, um, it's not the twist of like the good guy turning. Well, it is, I guess, the twist. But it, it, I mean, the, the the betrayal. He betrays Voldemort in essence through the whole thing when you look at it, because it looks like he's not on Harry's side. It's look. It looks like he had something initially, something nefarious to do with the death of Harry's mom and Harry's dad and all of that. And um you find out that he's actually been an undercover agent against Voldemort the whole time. So that when he makes the betrayal of Voldemort in the last film to protect Harry, it is a massive betrayal of both his house, what we had thought he was uh, as a instructor Mm -hmm. and where we thought his leanings were. And of course we saw him kill Dumbledore, which uh, you find out later, of course, was a thing between them. So there's all these ideas that he's 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 moved in one direction essentially, and then so when he turns to save Harry and uh, and screw uh, Voldemort, it's a, a great moment, uh, a great betrayal there, and not in the classic sense of the betrayal, but certainly betrayal overall of the main villain, which rarely happens to be honest with you in films. Um, I struggled with this one. I actually yeah. just rewatched the series because. Wow. As my falling asleep movies. Mm. I mean, it took a while. Yeah, of course. It was a long movies. Yeah. Uh, but it, I think it's because 
you find out that he's a double agent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I was like, oh, the well, yeah, but the betrayal was shocking. I don't know. I went back and forth. I had it on my list originally, and then yeah, I, yeah, and then I, I think it's an excellent choice, uh, and definitely worthy of being on this list or anybody's yeah. list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and thankfully, it's high enough to where it's probably going to make the overall. Yeah, yeah, uh, more than likely, especially being in your top five. So it's because it, it stretched over eight movies, you know. Just, yeah, that's. The argument, but it moves it's, it up higher. Yeah. Once they get the tears, and then Harry can look in and see this was all these things that you thought yeah. was actually just misplaced anger at your father because your father was a shit heel. He was a shit heel, James Potter. Yeah, to Snape. Um, but he was looking out for you at all times because. Right you reminded so, him so much of the love of his life, yeah. the unrequited love of his life. Right. Right. Lily. Like she did care for Snape, but not in that way. Yeah. I mean, it, her, him holding her is, that's a, that's a, one of the most heartbreaking moments in all of that series, just him holding her and just crying these tears of love for her because she's gone. Yeah. That's great. Um, all right. What's your three? Uh, my three is the godfather part two that's a punt okay it's fair yeah (laughs) totally fair it was immediately my number one like i was just like number one uh what's your what's your three oh what's my three right sorry my three is uh robert de bruce in braveheart that's called a punt (laughs) i wonder i wonder what our number twos are then all right well my two is your a punt oh. from you earlier, which okay. is Lando in Empire. Oh, nice. Okay, go ahead, man. Because I was a kid, and when they opened that fucking door, <laughs> yeah. and Vader was right there, I was like, you son of a bitch! I was so pissed. So pissed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that feeling, like, had I been a kid watching Potter, like, going through the series as a kid, oh, yeah, yeah. I would have the same reaction that I still do with, I have, I have that memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a kid, just being so upset because Han had told us, yeah. be careful, this guy is not to be trusted. Yeah. And flat out told us, and we we're like, I don't know, he seems nice. Seems charming. Him and Leia seem to be getting along. Yeah, he's hitting on Leia. Yeah. Yeah, he's hitting on Leia, but you know, if he's a flirtatious guy. He's just subtle. That's just the way yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. He's uh, giving you a... You know, free place to stay nice accommodations you're getting you know three hots and a cot for free hearkening back to our topic thunder i mean i will put oh you mean billy thursday's Dewey. topic thunder thursday's topic thunder i'll give a little preview i'll put billy d williams over the one person we were talking about that we're oh, yeah not even close yeah exactly yeah thank you number 30 should not be on that list no, ever no, absolutely not. no no billy d is way better than number 30 yeah yeah there once again as we said on the show yeah throw a dart yeah all right fair enough fair enough and you're gonna hit countless examples seal to me (laughs) is at least an interesting choice versus number 30 yeah, I might, I might default to. That. I would take Seal over thirty. I think I would too. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's and you got Heidi Klum. So I mean that that kid that, that, that's got to totally have something. Yeah, matters. That matters. It's not even a comparison, Chrissy Teigen and Heidi Klum. Please give me a break. Well, now you just revealed who thirty was. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Oh, God damn it. Shit, sorry about that. Yeah, what, what do you do? What do you, of course. What are you going to do? It's all right. Yeah. I'll yeah, be here on Thursday. Cool. All right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Empire. And then that bleeding into the Carbonite scene, but mm. just the opening of the door and just his mere presence in this yeah. all white room, this lone black figure standing there. And then they go to fire on him and it's literally puts his hand up and it's like pish posh. You're, you're, pathetic blaster can do nothing here yeah yeah uh it's i mean it's it killed me as a kid killed me yeah i remember that too i mean i just was like no yeah how could you yeah just like leia what you're so mad at the situation you know yeah and now as an adult like what he says yeah i have an entire community to to care to to think about you're one person it sucks yeah i've known you for a long time but my hand was forced. What do you anticipate me doing? I, the needs of the many. Exactly. Please. You know, Leia would have tossed Han into the Carbonite herself if it had been to save Alderaan, for God's yeah. sake. Or, or a rebel force or yeah. Yeah. if you're just looking at it from Lando's perspective. Right. Yeah. It's more responsibilities, of course. Um, all right. So then my number two is uh, Rose in Get Out. When you find out oh. that she has been the part of the plan with her parents to lure athletic black men or, or yeah, to lure them into uh, being her boyfriend so that they can have their souls or, or lives taken and put inside these old white people. When you find out that it's her who had been so progressive and it talked about the interrelation, it's talking about this whole thing. Oh, my parents, this or that. And you find out that it's been her who's been luring these black men in. That betrayal works on so many levels, societal levels, white, black stuff, uh, white woman, black man stuff. It works on so many levels, that betrayal. And so that's why I put it uh, almost at my number one, because it signifies so much beyond just the movie. And I think it's a, it was such a genius move by Jordan to put that in the movie uh, and have her be the one that betrays him, you know, and and mm-hmm. you find out what that what's actually been going on, and even hammers it home with that when she's after you find out that she is what she is, how she separates her cheerio or the whatever the fruit or whatever it is that like the colored parts of her cereal from her white parts of the cereal, yeah. that is that just a little bit there was like oh my god genius just absolute genius so. I just remember sitting, and the thing is, we saw the movie with the actress sitting behind us. We didn't even know she was there, and we, when we reacted to it, we lost our shit. There was like five of us, Vogel and me, and a few other people. And afterwards, Allison uh, Williams uh, reached out and gra- and touched one of us and was like, "Watching this movie with you guys was a fucking blast because I didn't know how that twist was going to work or the betrayal was going to work, and you guys absolutely loved it and made me feel better about it." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, it's genius." It's, yeah, it's so yeah, that's pretty brutal. It, it was brutal. right when you find out the whole thing, you're just like, Oh my god, you know. It's tough when your first movie out the gate is essentially it's the exact same thing or Citizen Kane of horror movies, right? Yeah, because everything else is going to suffer by mm-hmm. comparison. Us, I think, was okay. Yeah, I liked mm-hmm. us, but it wasn't it wasn't as good as get out. 
I didn't, I didn't feel any connection to us. Yeah. Um, and Nope, I thought was really interesting. Yes. I thought Nope was interesting. Yes. But it's still nowhere near as good as, as get out. Yeah. Although I, I will give Nope a lot of credit in that when I initially started watching it, I could not stand Kiki Palmer. <laughs> I hated the character. I hated everything about it. And as she slowly pivots through the movie, I was like, yeah. oh, this is great. She yeah. is awesome. Yeah. yeah. But that opening, like 15, her giving the spiel, if I was yeah. on that set, oh, I would have fucking hated every second of that. And like, oh, my God, stop trying. How many slashes? If you have that many slashes and what you can do, you yeah. suck at all of them. <laughs> I would have been so judgmental on that set. And just, I mean, uh, <laughs> and then to see her slowly morph over, and I was like, mm-hmm. great acting. Yeah. Great job. Good you understood you. what they were trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. In hindsight, like, it makes okay. you appreciate it. But from the outside, I was like, I don't I don't know who this is. Yeah. I don't care for this at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just hate this fucking character. It's not her. It's yeah. this, I don't like this character at all. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then, yeah, I, I thought the casting was really good in Nope. Yeah, me too. I really enjoyed the casting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw I recently actually stumbled upon the video on YouTube of the kid who plays the um, audiovisual expert of him. Oh yeah, of Jordan Peele telling him he got the job uh, after his second or third audition for it, with his buddy reading um, on camera with him. And you hear Jordan Peele's voice, like telling him that he got the job, and their reaction, his reaction, and then the friend who was reading with him reacting and going insane about it as well. So yeah, the cast was really good in this one. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Yeah, I was surprised I'd never seen him in anything. And I was like, yeah, I was surprised I'd never seen him. I was like, wow, this dude's good. Yeah. Um. Then, all right. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. What was it? I was going to say, and then Michael Wincott, I haven't seen in dude forever. Yeah, he lives in France, apparently. He doesn't do interviews. He just kind of lives his life. And so seeing him be a part of that movie was so good. Because that voice, man, yeah, unmistakable, that voice. Unmistakable. So, yeah. Um, okay, so what's your one, man? My one is Robert the Bruce yeah. betraying William Wallace. Because when he pulls his helmet off. Dude. The, to go from sheer rage to shattered. Yeah. Yeah. And you felt it. I I felt it as an audience member, but then from Mel's performance to see oh, Robert the Bruce signified everything that they could be, they should be. The ideal that he was going to help prop up to give the Scots a sense of identity yeah. and nationhood. Yeah. Independence. You are George Washington. Yeah. And to see you side with Longshanks for the short-term game when we're playing the long game and to watch Mel like in disbelief pull away and Robert the Bruce then trying to salvage the situation, realizing the one person I don't want to meet right now is the one I don't want to let down. The only person I find honorable and that I look up to and his father is the one that tells him, convinces him. that No, the smart plays decide with long shanks. And then after that, it's like, you're dead to me all of it but that betrayal that as an adult absolutely crushed me yeah me too man i remember seeing it the first time and being in the theater when that betrayal happens you're just as shocked as mel is Mm -hmm. and 
like in that one moment you become you meld with mel in the film and everything he's going through you're going through as an audience member because you're just like what the fuck how why because you had seen him be so combative with his dad and had been so welcoming of william and helping him with the other lords and the nobles so you thought this guy was very much on his side so that when the betrayal happened you were like what in the fuck mm-hmm. and then it's great for the character because robert really didn't grasp what the i mean in the movie i was saying i don't even know in real life but like robert didn't grasp like the um the real dedication to this that people had and when he saw the reaction on Mel's face, he saw the, the the absolute betrayal he administered here on him and the devastation, you know, that's when you see this scene when him running back to his father and yelling at his dad and screaming at him and all that kind of stuff and going at him because he's like, he feels so emasculated by yeah. his own decision. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. For having made a choice that he was against. Yeah. Right. At the advice and recommendation of his father, because his father was trying to play the political game. Yeah. But yeah, just Mel recoiling. Oh my God. Thinking about every all the hopes and aspirations that he had put into yeah. the idea that Robert the Bruce could lead them because he pulled him aside previously. Yes. Right. And told him so you 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 yeah. I will follow you. Right. Right. And you assume that you know, the character William Moss is also now thinking of like, how many, how many lives right. did we spend to get you to this point and get us to this point to see you sell us down the river? I expect that from others. Right. But right. not from you. Yeah. Yeah. Just such a bitter because betrayal is not part. He didn't anticipate that being part of Robert the Bruce's makeup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From others, he anticipated, but not from him. Right, right. Uh, which leads nicely into your number one. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, Fredo in The Godfather Part Two, which is your number three. I mean, this forever is the betrayal of betrayals. The iconic line, I know it was you, Fredo, you broke my heart. But as the film progresses, their relationship becomes a big storyline in the movie. And all the way, even after the betrayal, like the relationship is so leading to him shoot, having him shot out in the boat mm-hmm. and after his mom dies, which is a brutal, brutal thing to do. But that he loved his brother. He just didn't overtly love his brother. And it was something that Fredo couldn't quite understand. And Fredo struggles with feeling inadequate because he was passed over for Michael, essentially confirming that he's not leadership material. All this stuff that happened there. So into the second film, you see he's got this crazy wife. He's got this, these silk sheets he sleeps on. He's overdoing everything to try to compensate for the fact that he's not um, in charge. And so when the thing happens to Michael's family, you see that. And that moment between them at when he comes to Cuba, at, when they're having the drink, and he mm-hmm. says, like, why didn't we spend more time like this in the past? You know this. And then he leans over and he goes, I was mad at you. I was so he's he wants to tell him in that yeah. moment, which adds to the tragedy because he's just like Fredo Wood while he's drinking out with the guys after claiming he didn't know Johnny Ola. He blurts out that him and Johnny had come down to see this donkey scene with a woman or horse scene with whatever it is. Um, and it's just it, it, in the shittiest of places, in the seediest of fucking places, 
he reveals, is where he betrayed himself or yeah, betrayed his brother. Betrays himself, yeah. And it's just like, and man, for what too? Yeah, right. For what? For for some promise of power that was that never, you're never going to get. Yeah, you're never going to get it. But because you were stupid, you bought it, or you were desperate to feel like you mattered, you bought it. Um, and Pacino's yeah, reaction is fantastic. But but John Cazale, as he's in the grip of Pacino's hands is also acting up a storm in that moment as well as utter shock and fear and horror and embarrassment and shame all racing through him uh, as he runs away, you know? So just a great betrayal best for me, the best ever. So, yeah, uh, I didn't put it higher just because it's the mob. (laughs) You know what I mean? This is kind of part and parcel. People get clipped to left and right, family members, <laughs> friends, associates. Uh, it's it's still three. I can't argue your logic. It's yeah, like, it just but it's like uh, Empire. I was a kid. I was shocked, and then yeah, this was the one guy that couldn't betray you and Braveheart, and does, and that was that blew me away in the theater. Right. Whereas his brother's like, oh, that's brutal, but it's the mob. So yeah, yeah. you know. They kill each other. It's what they do. It's what they do. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Big pussy and all that. Oh, they. Yeah, 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 yeah. But come on. <laughs> it happens. Look, I'm not going to argue that logic. I can't. Um. All right. Well, there you go. That's our separate lists for the top ten betrayal scenes in movies. Uh, match. We put ours together and then read. Uh, Fernando. Yeah, then we'll read uh, Mr. Fernando's. Sounds good. Let me grab the boggles. All right. Well, we got a problem at one. Well, we got a flip problem. You gonna flip it? Yeah, I got the, I got the coin right here. Okay, I got the coin right here. His name is Paul <laughs> Revere. Survey says. Oh, Robert the Bruce it is. Son of a gun. That is some bullshit. All right, so Braveheart and Godfather 2. Okay. Um. So then it's, we have some commonality. Yeah, probably Lando, right? That's my six and your two. My two. Yeah. All right. I would imagine so Lando. So Empire... Um, Matrix, I have at four. Confidential, I have at five. Yeah, those are a little further down. I have it at eight for a confidential and nine for, uh, oh, sorry, 10 for Matrix. All right, so four, 10, and five, nine. And then we both have Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I have it at at nine. Yeah, and then uh, Primal Fear is nine, seven. Okay, right on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, f- four, ten, five, nine, and then your next highest, yeah, okay, sounds good. All right, what's your next highest? That's uh, my number two, Rose in Get Out. All right, so then, uh, I will say. 
Primal Fear next, then okay. Reservoir Dogs. Okay. We have two spots left. Ooh. I've got Snape and Harry Potter at my number four. What do you got? Uh, that's Half-Blood Prince, right? Yes. Uh, that beats. My next highest is six. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Okay. Then I have Ernesto and Coco at number five. All right, Coco uh, makes it. Nice. Um. All right, are we good to go? We are good to go. Let's make it happen. The top 10 best betrayal scenes in movies, yeah. At number 10. Uh, Coco with Ernesto. <laughs> At number nine. Half-Blood Prince, Snape kills Dumbledore. At number eight. Reservoir Dogs, I'm a cop. At number seven. Primal Fear, The Confession in the Cell. At number six. Get Out, Rose is a Bitch. <laughs> At number five. Uh, L.A. Confidential, Rolo Tomasi. You know, the opinions of Matt Nost are Matt Nost alone. I don't I, well, you don't think Rose is a bitch? I'm not going to say that at all. Seems like a bitch to me. <laughs> are, we at, are, are, are we at four right now? Yep. <laughs> okay. At number four. At four is uh, The Matrix. Cypher's a bitch. Yeah, he is a bitch. At number three. Empire Strikes Back, Lando. At number two. Godfather 2. Fredo, you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, for sure. And at number one, we have... Uh, number one is Braveheart with Robert the Bruce being a dick. He's a dick, man, yeah. Oh, he can be a dick, but Rose can't be a bitch. Uh, you know, well, I don't know. It's an equal opportunity thing. I That's fine. Rose is a dick. No, I can, I'll accept that. Rose is a dick. Total dick. Um, all right. Well, there you go. That's our top 10 list here uh, for the best trail scenes in movies. Matt, what does uh, Sam Fernando have to say about all of this? Uh, Mr. Fernando yes. sends in and says uh, top 10 portrayal scenes. Parenthetically, obviously, spoilers ahead. <laughs> At 10, he's got Frozen. Hans turns on uh, oh, yes. Anna. Right. Remember that. Hans turning on Anna was a twisted Nazi coming, and this betrayal makes the true love ending all the more meaningful. Mm. Nine, The Last Crusade. Elsa is a Nazi. Oh, right. Well, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't care. Yeah, me too. Me too. Love the movie, but it's just like, yeah, sure. She's a Nazi. Yeah. Yep. Let's just get back to Andy. Uh, but he says, like Matt, The Last Crusade is my favorite of the Indiana Jones movie. Uh, and Elsa's betrayal is the only one on the list that is a fun twist and one with laughs. Mm. The quote, she talks in her sleep line, and Indy's reaction is oh, priceless. Yeah. yeah. At eight, he's got the departed, everyone dies. Uh, okay. All right. And he said, it's still one of the wildest scenes that was impossible to predict how it was going to play out. And in a matter of seconds, those three deaths deaths just flip the entire movie oh, yeah. on its head. That's coming down the elevator, right? Uh, when um, Damon kills everybody. Yeah. Um, Seventy's got Empire Strikes Back with Lando. Mm. Sure, it was a short-term betrayal, and Lando redeemed himself. But the moment those doors open and Vader is standing there, it still gets me. Six, he's got Coco, Ernesto, ah, Poison ah, Hector. Cool. Another Disney betrayal that broke my heart. You would think I would know by now how <laughs> Disney always subverts expectations. They do. Yeah, I do. But it's still so effective. <laughs> 
Five LA Confidential, mm. Rolo Tomasi, an underrated movie with an underrated twist. It might be a cheat, but the combo of Spacey's death scene and Pierce realizing the captain was corrupt yeah. uh, because of the fake name of Rolo Tomasi makes this an epic portrayal. Yep, agreed. Four Matrix Cipher betrays the crew of the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. The layer behind the layers behind Cypher's betrayal makes it stand out. Realizing living the lie is better than knowing the truth almost makes you empathize with the decision. Yeah. Almost. Three, the Lion King, Scar kills Mufasa. Yeah, it the- was much of a betrayal because like you knew he was a bad guy. So, yeah. Yeah. His name's fucking Scar. But I get it. I mean, you probably saw it as a young man and it affected him big time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the first movie I saw in theaters. Yeah. And it's kind of messed up that something so dark was in kids' movies. No, it's not. That's the, a lot of good kids' movies are that. That's true. That's true. Uh, the scene doesn't get any easier to watch close to 30 years later. Hmm. Uh, two, Get Out, Rose is in on the plan. Yeah, the see? Yeah. See? Yeah. The moment Chris realized Rose is part of the family scheme may be the greatest oh shit moment I've experienced in theaters. That's why I have it so high up. Yeah. And number one, he, like you, has Godfather Part 2, Fredo's death. I mean, come on. Fredo's betrayal of Michael is so shocking that you don't think anything could top it. And, of course, Michael does in one of the most heartbreaking scenes yeah. in movie history. You could argue that the counter-betrayal, him killing Fredo out on the water because he had told Fredo that everything was fine and hugged him after his mother's funeral. So it's pretty cold-blooded, cold-blooded what he did there. And not even getting his own hands dirty. He sent out Neary to do it. So, yeah. yeah. Of course he did. Hefe doesn't kill people anymore. He has other people kill him. That's right. And Fredo knew, too. As soon as they brought Anthony back, he was like, uh, yeah, right. I guess I'm going to go die. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Betrayal scenes in movies. Thank you all so much. And thanks to Sam for the find uh, suggestion here. And if you want to suggest topics to us uh, you do that at the boss hog level we try to do one a month or we do do one a month actually so head on over to patreon.com slash the top 10 uh and uh, sign up at the 50 dollars level and you'll be able to suggest topics for us and we put those emails out so you 50 dollars and above people if you're like why is it the same names over and over again those <laughs> are the ones who respond so if you're not responding with lists and you're not Very true stuff in uh, we can't choose from you. And we like, Matt and I like to choose from new ones or people who haven't had a list uh, done or haven't had one in a long time. We like to choose from them first. We're not playing favorites here. It's just we have to choose from what gets sent to us. So if you haven't sent anything in, um, you know, think of some topics and send some stuff in. You pay $50 a month. You might as well have some fun. Take advantage. Yeah, take advantage. Exactly, exactly. So, And to everybody else that, that responds every month, please continue because you yes, guys, please. Uh, nothing makes us happier than when we get a list and there's like, man, there's four good ones on this. Yeah. 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 I think the most we do is two in a month. Right. But we have responded with, hey, you might want to hold on to a couple of those topics and uh, float them to us again another time because right. we enjoyed those. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, fire away. But yeah, patreon.com forward slash the top 10. You can join up over there and you can follow the show at top 10 show on Twitter. It's all spelled out on Instagram and YouTube. It's forward slash the top 10 podcast with a number 10. And you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. Uh, check out uh, my other show called settle the score. You can uh, search for that anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube. It is youtube.com forward slash Matt Nost. And you can watch us over there. Yeah. I heard my strong style co-host uh, Chris Burns took on the great Jeff Snyder back and forth a third time. I heard. 
Uh, they've squared off twice. Twice three now. Times. Oh, sorry. Twice now. Okay, okay. Twice now, yeah. Yeah, he was telling Burns me. Burns knows his movies. Yeah, he does. Uh, I might have to ask for a rematch or a match against Burns down the road. We'll see. Um, as for me, you can follow me at The Roker Says on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, The Outlaw Nation on Twitch, and my own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roca Says. And my other uh, podcast, the uh, Cinephiles, uh, the Geek Buddies, the Hot Mike, and Strong Style that are out there for you all to enjoy. And just a real quick thing, uh, I have launched a sports channel called Game Time Sports. So if you guys want to go and see what we're doing with Game Time, with Wednesday Marshall and other people involved in it, uh, uh, please feel free to go and look, just look up Game Time Sports and uh, type in my name and it should come up there. So, all right, but well, there you go. That's our top 10. Thank you all so much for joining us. We appreciate it madly. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of the Top 10 Show. Peace. Ooh.